What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Great to have you in on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We are presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hope you're doing all right. We are loaded up. Plenty of thoughts here on the Nebraska carousel. More names and the name in that chair now. Coach Mickey Joseph. We'll hear from him. Had his introductory press conference today. And guess what? They tackled this morning. Uh, So that might be a bit of new hope for you as a Nebraska fan for Saturday against Oklahoma. We'll transition into the uh, name game or from the name game to the game as uh, it is Nebraska-Oklahoma, two legends that squared off uh, yesteryear, and uh, they were part of some amazing teams. Joe Washington is going to be in town sooner. Great. Tony Davis, uh, the pride of Tecumseh is fantastic. Uh, Both are going to be at an event coming up Thursday. So we'll talk to Tony Davis, Joe Washington coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. A Tuesday with Kaz, Rick Kaczynski with his longtime Nebraska assistant, Iowa assistant. We'll get Kaz's perspective because he had to live through this as a member of Bo's staff where there was the interim uh, situation with Coach Cotton for the Holiday Bowl after Bo was terminated post-Iowa. So we'll get Kansas perspective on the Nebraska job, the transition, making sure the kids are okay, so to speak. So that is in Hour 2. Mitch Sherman, in about 20 minutes, room for you. Most of Hour 1 is open. If you still want to chime in, there's so many of you we didn't get to yesterday uh, that, that just – it was a good vent session with uh, Nebraska football and where things are at post-Frost and uh, with the national search, right? There's names to get into, so you're absolutely welcome to join us and also check us out on email, chris at hailvarsity.com. But the numbers to get in, 466-3776, 466-3776, or toll-free, 1-800-825-825. Five eight six five. Give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, and also uh, the Hale Varsity Twitter at Hale Varsity, and then also the radio Twitter. Give that a follow as well at H Varsity Radio. More and more things uh, coming out uh, about Coach Frost, uh, depending on where you you look and who you listen to. Heard at Sports. Does an amazing job as well, and uh, they had a chance to get caught up with Michael Severe. So we we may have some of Severe's thoughts on that that you've probably seen on social media. Michael's a dear friend, and you've <laughs> it is press conference Tuesday, right, Elijah? Press conference Tuesday means the world of college football gets to be asked about the Nebraska job. So what does some of the names on the perceived short list of candidates 
What do they think of the Nebraska job? What's Kleiman think of the Nebraska job at Kansas State? What's Matt Campbell think of the Nebraska job at uh, at uh, Kansas State? What what does Campbell think of it at, at Iowa State? They they both were at the media today. <laughs> their their respective press conferences. Lance Leopold was asked about Nebraska. Who else am I missing? Yeah, Leopold Campbell. Uh, Cat over NC State. Oh yeah, Doran. Yeah. So yeah. it is. There's so many names on the list right well, now. Well, we have we have the responses ready for you. Who's with us to get it kicked off? We've got Sue on the line. Sue, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Thank you very much. I've gotten the magazine for several years. Well, thanks. Uh, question: Haven't heard anything about Matt Davison. Is he still around? And is he still going to be on the broadcast? Or I, will he, I, will he I, leave when Scott leaves? I don't know. He's been moved. I do know from uh, the. The associate AD for football, not associate AD, uh, whatever his right hand man title was, and, and he's been moved to to fame relations. Yeah, fame he's relations he's doing he's doing fundraising stuff. I don't. I mean, I haven't heard that he's not on the broadcast. I think he'll probably still be on the broadcast. So okay, well, I was just curious because he, you know, had a part. I'm sure uh, to bring Scott here, and I didn't know. I don't know. I think it would be kind of hard for him to be fair on the radio now because his his love for Scott. So. I think Matt's a professional, and Matt'll Matt'll continue to do a good job. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Appreciate it, Sue. Thanks for the phone call. So th- that's a question about the broadcast. Uh, numbers to get in at four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Mickey Joseph uh, was in front of the media today. Coach Mickey Joseph, his gig to earn, his gig to have right now, and you know Mickey is a guy that is. Uh, going to bring a lot of passion. He's going to bring a lot of discipline, and he's going to bring some changes, Elijah. And some of those changes include style and habits. And Nebraska, specifically, as, as you you look at the Big Red on Saturday, they're they're going to be different. In and different can be good. Different can mean more press coverage. Different can be more aggressiveness defensively. And Coach Chenander's working more with the safeties. You've got Coach Fisher spending more time with the cornerbacks. That is one adjustment. And, you know, Nebraska fans and and Nebraska, they've not been happy with the defense. That's been the Achilles heel so far. The offense through three weeks has put up enough points to win three games. They're one and two. Uh, You need complementary football, but it's a all three phase deal you need a little bit more from special teams punting's been fine but other than that special teams hasn't given you uh, an edge they've not lost it for you but they haven't made some plays to go maybe help you win it all right Uh, defensively too many yards on the ground too many yards through the air you're not shutting one element of an offense down you're not getting after the quarterback there's minimal tackles for loss and there are way, way, way too many missed tackles. Tackling in space is a mother. It's tough. Mm. It's difficult. Totally get it. But that's why you tackle in practice. And Mickey Joseph spent some time on that. Uh, let's get into Mickey before we get into some of these candidates that spoke and were asked about Nebraska. Mickey Joseph uh, laid things out, uh, his opening statements today at his weekly press conference. And it's all about the kids Saturday and beyond. My number one focus, the staff focus, is the boys, is the players, that we make sure that they're okay. I appreciate Trev and administration for showing faith in me to lead the program. 
This about Nebraska football is bigger than me than anyone else. And I want y'all to understand that. It's bigger than me than anyone else. I want to thank the fans for continuing to support us and, and to ride with us and to stay with us through thick and thin. You, they, they've done that. I want you to know just a, a great opportunity for me and my family. We understand that. We're here to represent the University of Nebraska to the fullest. So Mickey has a couple of things working. One, it's it's in line with Treb's final statement on Sunday. No one person's bigger than the program. And and Mickey, his messaging is hey, this is about the program. And what what is the program? It's the kids. It's the kids and it's it's the fans. More from Mickey. Because the other part of this, too, is the guy's been a head coach briefly, but he's got a good resume. And the thing that's most impressive about Mickey Joseph is his relationship building. He's a sincere, real guy. And and that's been proven on the recruiting trail. That's been proven as a position coach. And that's been proven at his different stops. But this is also why you get into coaching. So eventually you have a crack, a chance at being the head man at a spot and it's it'd be a dream scenario to do well enough not only just to be considered but to get this job while there is a national search you've got this audition for for nine games mickey uh goes further into the opportunity uh, he's been working th- working for his whole career i think when you accept the interim job as a head coach i think that's that's the opportunity that you're working for is to is to become the head coach but we understand what goes along with this profession it's wins and losses and that's what it's going to depend on absolutely i mean that's what coach frost was was missing was was the wins and how you handle those tight moments a couple of emails to get to as uh more names come down the list and people love the the name game elijah the speculation of well who would you go after if you're trev alberts i mean they've been playing that game around the water cooler at the bar at home it's it's pretty prominent austin emails in chris at hailvarsity.com how about a new prodigal son lane kiffin oh i hope somebody would go here today technically lane was born in lincoln in 1976 i hope somebody would go here today because the full monty was was at nebraska before he went to god where did monty go i think he went to washington state and then monty might have been at miami he he followed warren powers okay and then monty's as good as it gets nfl mind wise He's, he's phenomenal he went to the vikings forever and then won a super bowl with tampa and Monty's uh, pride of Lexington, you know. Lane, though, Lane, uh, you know what, as Austin says, can we just open the checkbook, bring Lane back home? And we've talked about the baggage with Irvin. The baggage with with Lane is almost more. Because I I, I have some insight. Listen, tell me the insight on Lane in two seconds. Lane's been a... A professional for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he, he did the, 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 the Saban rehab, went to Florida at Atlantic, and he's killed it at Ole Miss. And he's not, I mean, Ole Miss is a place that's always kind of had follow, trouble follow them. Mm-hmm. And yet you freeze. Now you can pretty much do what you want through NIL. And Ole Miss, Ole Miss has been good. 
Ole Miss is challenged. They haven't taken Bama down like you freeze, and that's another name that we got in the email box is you freeze, you freeze. You's a hell of a good coach, but the uh, the <clears throat> alleged missteps by him may be a little bit different than getting fired on the tarmac at USC. And let me just say, with, the, with the, the type of place Lincoln is, Lane just doesn't fit. Trev talked about a high-character individual. I'm not saying he's not, but, I mean, I've been to Oxford only a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I have seen Lane Kiffin in downtown Oxford. They got a place Well, he was looking square. for you. He was not looking for me. He was looking for some beautiful women. And, and guess and what? There's, there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, I mean... I've received it's not, it, it's I, not hurting his, uh, his his win percentage down there. It's not, but this is like a type of thing where Lane Kiffin is hanging out with the college kids in downtown Oxford every single weekend, where he's got a, a, a beautiful woman or two on, on each arm, and I'm getting pictures from my buddy down in Oxford. Like, hey, look, there's Lane hanging out with the college kids, buying the buying the round or buying the bar round of shots, like. It, nothing wrong with it in, in the world, but I just don't think that's don't a want, match you with don't, Lincoln. You don't want your college football coach doing that, is what you telling I, I just, me? I just don't think that Lane being at the brass rail every single weekend is going to work out. Well, there's a there's a, a, a it, scrutiny that comes along with that that no, I don't think is going to well, work in Lincoln. The, the, there's a there's social media. There's the fishbowl, but there's also. I'm not saying there's not a fishbowl at Ole Miss, but Nebraska's a whole. Nebraska's an aquarium. You know what I mean? I mean, as far as the number of eyeballs on you, to your point, right. You're just wondering, would Lane want to dump Ole Miss in the middle of really good recruiting land and move back to Nebraska for for a job that is going to be scrutinized? And, and then if you have a certain lifestyle you like, being out with the people, you know, um, we we saw how a guy like Bill Moose was scrutinized for for that comment of oh, I like being out with the people. I want to go get a beer with somebody at a bar. People in Nebraska are going to scrutinize that. It's going to be looked at heavily. People are just going to chirp. And and let's be honest, I what's, think what's Lane's truth and what's rumor. I, I think Lane's pretty happy down in Mississippi. No, he's winning. He's winning and and he's recruiting and it's it's going well. It's, I, I just it's wanna, going very well. I just want to say right now, it ain't happening. Lane to Lincoln ain't happening. No, and and that's not somebody that. Trev would would go. After. I, I don't. I don't think Lane would be interested in Lincoln, and I don't think Trev would be interested in Lane. I, I think it's a two way street of this. That ain't happening. But Austin, thank you for the email. Thank you for giving me something to talk about because I was hoping somebody would say Lane because I got the insight. Todd emails it. Well, just stay. Look, me and Lane are close. We've hung out. We've had a couple of beers, <laughs> and, and Lane is. I, I've seen qu- him from across the bar. Is about. Is quite happy. The, 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 the extent is, I've seen him from across the bar and been like, "Well, you, you wouldn't be able to do that in Lincoln." No, there's a lot of things you wouldn't be able to. You, you trade, you trade off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Coach Fickle from Cincinnati should be on Trev's radar. Wish Mickey the best of luck, but defense has to do a 180 this week, or we're going to get destroyed by Oklahoma. GBR that is from Todd. Todd, appreciate it. Uh, you have PJ Fleck that weighed in, had a kinder, gentler, gentler uh, no towards nebraska what did lance leopold say what did matt campbell say what did Kleiman say about nebraska they were all asked what about jim leonard what was he asked about he was asked about nebraska what did he say we'll have all of their responses coming up here shortly uh, with their press conferences but uh, greg emails in chris at hailvarsity.com i don't care who the coach is as long as they win love how urban meyer and pj's names that's fleck get uh, 
the masses riled. People can't stand Fleck, but he's a heck of a developer and he wins. And Urban, mm, Urban is is very divisive. Um, Urban is Urban. He is. He's his own guy. And and we'll talk to to Rick Kaczynski here in one hour about Urban, because Urban got his start as an assistant under Lou Holtz and then Bob Davey. And and Kaz and Urban know one another, so we'll get that feel. Mitch Sherman's on the way. Hail Varsity continues, presented by Currency. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hail Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We will dive into Nebraska, Oklahoma, Tony Davis, Joe Washington, 35 minutes away. And then a Tuesday with Kaz, part of that transition in 2014. Good insight from Kaz. We say hi to Husker insider Mitch Sherman with The Athletic, at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how much hot tea or coffee have you had today, bud? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, coffee, probably about my normal amount or a slight bit more, but otherwise... I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. As long as everything stays on track, I'll be I'll be uh, ready to go uh, well before kickoff on Saturday. That'll be good. Uh, you had a chance to observe Mickey's press conference today. Some changes uh, structurally that, that Trev hinted at. What did you think of Mickey uh, in front of the mic today? Really businesslike. Um, I thought he. I thought he probably accomplished what he wanted to accomplish, and that was to get his point across that he's here to take care of business, to get what he can get fixed on this team, to address some things right away on defense, um, to look at their practice schedule, to take a hard look at, at what's happening in the operation that he thinks can be adjusted on the fly and make this a better football team. Um, you know, He didn't make it too much about himself, but there was a good balance there. He kind of gave short answers and shied away from too many questions about the personal side of this, because obviously it's a huge personal thing for Mickey Joseph to uh, be the first black head coach in any sport at the university of Nebraska. You know, he knows that he's representing a lot of people. Um, It's a huge deal for him just to be in that chair, to be in that position, to have risen to this level in his career. And I think he understood the moment that today it could have been about him. But he shined a light on the players, and you know that was that was a classy move. He didn't necessarily need to do that, but um, I thought he handled himself really well. Mickey's always pretty seemed pretty selfless, and mm-hmm. you had a feature. We talked last week about your story on Mickey and coming back to Nebraska. Great story from you on the Athletic, Mitch Sherman. But now you, all the people you talk to, we fast forward seven, ten days, man, I mean, look look where he's at now. Right. I mean, I'm glad I wrote that story when I did, um, and, and that was about 
Mickey's decision to come back as an assistant coach and, you know, looking at his, at his history from the time that he was recruited by Barry Switzer and Tom Osborne and the, the decision that he made and, and why he made it and why he chose to come to Nebraska and how it's, you know, well, for one, how it led him to the point a couple of weeks ago to get on that field against North Dakota in his first time at Memorial Stadium on a Saturday afternoon in, in 30-plus years. But now, you're right, look, look at where he, he's at just 10 days later. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, been quite a, <laughs> it's been quite a past few months for Mickey Joseph and, and his family. And, and, you know, I know that they all have uh, a lot of emotions that, that he's, he's reached this place. And, and, you know, everybody is, is, is hoping that we get to see something, something special uh, over these next nine games. It's a lot to ask, considering what, what, he's, what he's taking over and, and some of the issues that, that exist um, for Nebraska, especially on the defensive side after that game on Saturday. But, um, you know, he's going to give it a shot. And, and, you know, as Trev Albert said, it, 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 there's an opportunity here for these players to, I think, remove a burden and they can kind of feel like Mickey will inject something, inject some kind of enthusiasm or just a, a, some kind of a new voice that can help Nebraska move forward. Mitch Sherman with us here on a Tuesday edition of Hale Varsity Radio. And Mitch, what do you make of the selection by Trev that, that Mickey is going to be the interim guy? I don't think it's entirely unsurprising because of uh, Mickey's title as associate head coach. But still, I mean, you have a guy in Mark Whipple that does have head coaching experience. And, and to, to me, this is what, what signals that Trev is seriously considering Mickey being the guy going forward. Is, is that how you read the situation as well? Well, I think he wants to give him a chance. Um, you know, Trev and Mickey were teammates, and they have a long history. And, you know, I think Trev knows that it's probably a tough hill to climb for Mickey to get to the place where, at the end of this, he outshines everybody who's an outside candidate, including coaches who may want this job, who have uh, years and years of experience running Power 5 programs or, or uh, even just FBS programs. So, you know, we don't know how that's, how that's all going to come down. But, you know, with Whipple, um, that may have been the easier choice to make. Uh, he has had coaching experience himself, but um, I, I, I do think that this is part of uh, this is part of of the the, the Alberts Joseph relationship. And you know, Trev was forward thinking in in helping Scott Frost bring Mickey Joseph to Nebraska last December, and he has to think about all of the contingencies. And I. I can't say I had inside information um, that that he knew that Mickey would be put in this position if if it came to this moment. Um, but I, I do think it's something that Trev considered when you know that the, that this that they could get to this place. I mean, we all know that Frost was on thin ice this year. That's that's 100% apparent um, with his firing after three games. And and you know Trev had contingencies and knew what he wanted to do. So um, I would imagine that 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 he he ran through this in his mind. Um, many months ago. Um, Whipple has an offense to run, uh, and um, that's what he's going to focus on for these next nine games. Mitch, uh, let's go to those outside candidates, the names. We're going to play the the hit list for for our listeners next segment because everyone's asked about the Nebraska job today or yesterday. (laughs) But some of the names that are out there, give me three or four names that you're intrigued by that you think could fit in Lincoln, just knowing the college football world on a national scale like you do. Well, 
You know, I, I would start with Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the work that he's done at Iowa State is, you know, you, you, I can't say enough about him personally as a coach and the job that he's done there. Um, it's not just about winning seven, eight, nine games. It's about the place he's at, the challenge that he has, some of the recruiting challenges that he has, and, and the way that he builds a program. So, um, you know, look, we're not crowning anybody as the exactly. as the as the leading the leading candidate or the the top candidate, and, and I certainly don't know the direction that, that Trev Alberts is pointing. But you know, I that's how I feel about Matt Campbell um, from having spent some time with him in in my reporting days at ESPN. I, I I would say some of the same things about Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. I've spent time with him. Uh, in, since his move early, right, right away, right after his move from North Dakota State to Manhattan, um, I was I was in his his office and and um, spent some time in at K State and and he's an impressive guy and and obviously has a championship pedigree and is making outstanding progress at Kansas State. So I, and and there's a history with Alberts and Kleiman. So I think they'll talk uh, whether it's for advice. Um, or whether it's because Trev is looking at him as a as a candidate. And, you know, I'd also look at the other Power Five coach in the state of Kansas and, and Lance Leipold at KU and the job that, that he's doing already that this in this short time in his this is just his second year at Kansas. And of course, Lance has Nebraska connections and also a championship pedigree um, from his his days uh, in D three at um, Wisconsin Whitewater. And, and did good work at Buffalo. He recruited Kyle Van Treese to Buffalo, the guy who just <laughs> uh, tore through the Nebraska defense three days ago. So, you know, you can go all kinds of different places with other names, and, and you know, I think there's a, there's a connection um, that goes way back between Trev and Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Um, he will talk to a lot of people. Um, but if I'm going to start with a, with a big board, I'm probably looking at some of the guys – who coach at schools in the, in this region, um, and then you can kind of go out from there. Who is Mitch Sherman's dark horse candidate? And please don't say Lane Kiffin. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go with Lane Kiffin. Thank you. Um, well, they're all dark horses at, at this at this point, Elijah. Like there isn't uh, there isn't like a clubhouse leader. There's not a, there's not a guy who's out in front, but. Um, I guess I'd say somebody like Matt Rule. You know, I think he, I, Matt Rule is is maybe unattainable for Nebraska. I, I think if he has success, any kind of success, you know, short of getting fired midseason with the Carolina Panthers, um, it's a really difficult one. It would be a difficult one, I would say, for for Trev to pull off. But you know, if that if that happens and the Panthers have a bad season um, and they want to make a change in say November. Uh, I you know, you know I think he immediately comes on the radar. I think that means that that his next landing spot is back in college. And right now, there's only one college job open, so um, the match could be made when 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 and if that point arrives where he's looking for a job and he's looking for a college job. There's likely going to be several college jobs open. So then it comes down to um, you know it would come if if you're Nebraska and you're interested in him. It comes down to whether. Uh, you know, he wants to entertain that. Uh, he has some Big Ten roots, not Nebraska roots, but, um, of course, coached at Baylor and, and has um, connections at Penn State. Mitch, about 90 seconds. Thoughts on Saturday. What do you expect to see? 
I think Nebraska will be fired up, mm. maybe more so than what we've seen at any point this year. They were fired up in, in, in Ireland. Um, I think there's going to be something different about the emotion that they're playing with on, on, on Saturday. Now, can that make a difference against Oklahoma? Because you know Oklahoma's going to come out fired up, too. You know, they're in this honeymoon phase with Brent Venables, just their third game. And, you know, you remember Venables is cut from the cloth of, of Bob Stoops. And, mm-hmm. and in, those, in those early days, early years under Bob Stoops, 99, 2000, 2001, you remember the, this, the kind of energy that Oklahoma brought to the field. It was like you would walk out of the tunnel and it felt like you were down 14 to nothing against the Sooners. And, and I know that didn't happen um, last week in, in um, Oklahoma's second game of the year against Kent State. They, they got off to a slow start. Uh, but, but I feel like that's the way that Oklahoma is going to play under Brent Venable. So Nebraska is going to not just have to match that, but try, try to find some way to exceed it. You know, it's, again, it's a, it's a tall, tall task considering everything that Nebraska has gone through in the team that it has right now to, to beat Oklahoma. Uh, they're not playing Alabama. They're not playing Georgia. Um, but it's a very, very good Oklahoma team that's capable of, of putting up a lot of points and playing good defense. So, you know, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see if Nebraska can stay in the game and make it something like what happened last year. And then maybe you get to the fourth quarter, um, and the different uh, voice on the sideline allows you to somehow get over that hurdle in a close game. Mitch Sherman with The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Be sure to read him. Great coverage. Uh, always, but the last few days uh, with Trev, with Scott, and of course now with Mickey. Mitch, we will see you Saturday for Nebraska, Oklahoma, bud. All right, looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris. All right, thank you. Good stuff from Mitch Sherman. What do some of those coaches, those external candidates, have to say about the Nebraska gig? You will hear from Kleiman. You'll hear from Campbell. You'll hear from Jim Leonard. You'll hear from Lance Leopold. All parts of their presser today. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency. When you think of Union Omaha, what comes to mind? The high level of play, the inviting atmosphere, the amazing promotions, huh? I spoke to a former player, and when I asked for one thing that made playing for Union Omaha so special, he responded with the people, his teammates, the staff, and the fans. The super passionate, crazy awesome fans, that is. Why am I bringing this up? Because I want to remind you that the people are just as important to the team as the team is to them. There are plenty of matches down the stretch, and we want to see you in the seats. Get your tickets now. Now, before it's too late. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Tuesday with Kaz coming up. Rick Kaczynski, longtime Nebraska former assistant. His take on the transition. And uh, Tony Davis, Husker great, Joe Washington, Sooner legend. That in the 5 o'clock hour. Tomorrow, Barry Switzer, our conversation with the bootleggers boy. Numbers to get in, 466-377-6800-825-5865. More thoughts on the external candidates. But are you wanting to go see the Sooners and Huskers on Saturday? How about Dave Matthews coming up in November? Red Zone Tickets. RedZoneTickets.com. Need tickets or need to sell tickets? Red Zone Tickets buys and sells tickets for all types of events. That's Husker football, Husker volleyball, big match tonight against Stanford for the Big Red. NFL action, Creighton basketball, concerts, theater, the CWS, 
And I tell you what, redzonetickets.com. Log on today and find the event you want to see. Red Zone Tickets is Omaha proud and reliable. It's a local source, local people, great people, and an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. 100% guarantee on all your orders, and you'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you'll never forget. Love that moment where Junior shifted from get me a toy to take me to a ball game, right? And that was great, and we get to do that a lot. Uh, It's time to check that bucket list off. Create memories that last a lifetime. Get to the event, the game, the concert you want today. RedZoneTickets.com, RedZoneTickets.com. Okay, Elijah, you've said no to Lane. Uh, maybe he just snubbed you or he weren't included in the round bot down it'll miss I, I won't dig hard for details don't, don't get me that. wrong I love Lane I love Lane and I think he could find success in Nebraska what's you freeze do for you I like you freeze he's like a he's like a J, he, this he's a JV level urban like you're gonna win you're gonna win with you you're gonna win with urban what are you sacrificing and listen track record mean track record says trouble track record says trouble or not longevity the question is this if you entertain urban or you and they don't last as long as you'd like you want someone here for a decade at least right you don't want to keep doing this reset every three four five years is there an assistant on their staff that is is money right ohio state's always upgraded or maintained Okay, once they got rid of uh, Trestle, I mean, Trestle came in and killed it, right? Well, what did they do after Trestle? They, they, they gave Fickle a, a year, and he was quite happy to go back at that time of his life to D.C., and then they go get Urban. And then Urban has uh, <clears throat> health issues, and then here comes Day. I mean, they just keep on rolling. I mean, it, it's been an embarrassment of riches with their transitions the last 25 years. So what do several coaches have to say about the Nebraska gig? Names that are out there uh, by national reporters? Well, what's Matt Campbell have to say? Matt Campbell on the Nebraska job, he's in a lot of people's top three. Nebraska fired Scott Frost over the weekend, as I'm sure you saw seems to be part of at least a growing or maybe persistent trend in college sports of firing a coach at least in part it seems to get ahead of the the hiring cycle right. the, the big 12 saw it last year at tech tcu i'm curious what your thoughts are the impacts of that for both the industry of college football and your profession of uh college co- coaching well we've already talked about my thoughts on the uh, the uh, thoughts of college coaching it's crazy you know i i it it's it is and it is what it is right i i I think i could probably get into this deep at some point and and now maybe not the time but you know i I just think what's unfortunate is you know again what is it about it's still about 18 to 22 year old young people and it's about serving caring loving guiding these young people through this journey now it so happens that man it's watched and and a lot of people want to see your team win and all those things happen and people are getting paid a lot of money i get all those things but i think one thing that we have lost our way is with the impact that it still has on 18 to 22 year olds and you know whether that's 
the coaches have lost their way on the impact that they have on 18 to 22 year olds our industry has you know i think getting those things back in the box and still providing platforms environments and cultures that allow young people to grow that's really got to be our job and responsibility whether it's a it's an athletic department problem whether it's a head coach problem um i I still think right now what's going on is creates a great challenge so some of you heard matt campbell there uh let's try lance leopold sure okay lance leopold kansas was asked about the nebraska gig Lance, let's get one out of the way and then talk about Houston. I, I just wonder if you've seen and have any reaction to your name coming up on those lists at Nebraska. I'm focused on this football team and getting ready for Houston, but appreciate you asking. Okay. No comment. H-Town, ranked H-Town on the schedule. So we switch gears. Kansas State, Chris Kleiman, North Dakota State, multiple-time champion. He's been down in the Little Apple for a bit, and he was also asked about Nebraska. Your Uh-oh. name's being linked with the Nebraska job. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, for starters, Scott Frost is a friend of mine. Um, I hate to see it uh, because uh, I just that's part of the profession. I don't know what's going on at, at Nebraska or what has gone on. I've talked to Scott a few times during his time there, but uh, um, uh, I really like it here at Kansas State. I love our players, love our our guys, and um pretty simple for me i can just say one name and that's gene taylor gene's my guy okay so you have that situation with the ad who brought him in great relationship and now we switch gears from Kleiman and leopold and matt campbell jim leonard jim leonard from wisconsin the hot DC in the conversation. I mean, I understand it. I, I don't really pay too much attention. I get a lot of texts and calls about it. It's funny. There was there was a lot of verified, kind of random uh, sources out there yesterday that I that I had taken jobs. It was pretty pretty funny to see. But I mean, I've talked it a lot, man. I'm I'm comfortable here. I'm not saying that this is the place I'll be the rest of my life, but. I love this place. I love what we're doing. I like the guys and, and who I'm coaching with. So I'm not I'm not in a rush to make decisions that I think some people think I am. So um, I'm excited to right the ship. You know, coming off a loss, don't like where we're at. That's that's my focus right now. I'm not worried about anything else. And it's kind of crazy to see, you know, within the course of, of seasons, these decisions being made. Obviously, more and more year in and year out, which just adds to more and more speculation when, when games are being played where that really wasn't the norm not, not too long ago. So Leonard is not locking himself into being a career defensive coordinator. He's too young to do that. But, but Jim Leonard's, he's open, man. Barry Alvarez, we asked him last year. It's like, Jim's ready now. Where will that be? Is he the next guy at Wisconsin? We'll wind down hour one. Tony Davis, Joe Washington coming up, Rick Kaczynski. Hail Varsity continues. We're presented by Currency. And now. And now. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour. Hail Varsity Radio is presented to you by 
Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency podcast, Hail Varsity Radio. Check that out. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. And of course, the show streams on YouTube. And uh, you can get the, the, the podcast there, Hail Varsity Radio. And uh, love your feedback. Love your input. Uh, give us a rating, good, bad, or ugly. Don't give us too ugly. <laughs> Uh, or or go for it, but plenty of great stuff yesterday from Charlie McBride. Check that podcast out. Good stuff on the way from Rick Kaczynski, longtime assistant in Nebraska. Gets pretty real on what it's like to be part of a transition, right? Because right now Nebraska's got a staff in transition, and the hope for Mickey and this crew is to win – enough to to make Trev make a decision on you versus the outside candidates. That's the the hope. And Mickey's been busting his tail a long time. And Mickey was pure class in his press conference today. We had a bit of that for you to get things kicked off. Numbers to get in can join us at 466-3776-466-3776-800. 825-5865. Toll free uh, if you want to dial and catch us from wherever you hear us around the state on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. So in this second hour, you're going to want to chime in for your your friend uh, Tony Davis and, and Joe Washington. This week is about opportunity for Nebraska. It's about opportunity for Mickey. It's about opportunity for the players. It is number six, Oklahoma. Number six, Oklahoma, who's not running the football. Now, everyone's been able to to run the football against Nebraska. Does that change with a new voice and some tweaks defensively? Offense has been going the right direction. That arrow's been pointing up for Nebraska. Vegas says 11 and a half. We'll get Switzer's take tomorrow on the Big Red, on Mickey Joseph, on Scott Frost, all of that. And I, I love the, the fact that OU's here anyway, right? Part of my childhood, part of many of your childhoods. Not always great memories, a lot of heartache there, but real opportunity to go get a top 10 pelt. Last time that happened, when? Well, year one O'Reilly. Night ball game, Sparty. Brandon Riley, come on down. And I know enough Michigan State people that every every year for the holidays, I say, hey, I've got this red number 87 jersey I can get a hold of. Would you like it? I've got three people in my life that are diehard Spartan fans. It always really sets them off. Maybe I'm the anti-holiday shopper for you. Uh, I want to remind you to get buckled up, and it is imperative for you to uh, – Put the beer down, know your limit, you drink, you drive, you lose, and that is a fact, especially when it comes to getting it cranked up, some tailgates or post-ball game fun at the bars, right? At the bar, we'll be there Saturday. Be wise. Uh, Don't drink and drive a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. More emails next hour. More your phone calls next hour. And plenty more on Nebraska, Oklahoma in this transition. Hail Varsity continues hour two, presented by Currency.
your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation, you fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments, giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome into it. It's Hale Varsity Radio, Oklahoma, Nebraska Week. Two legends with us, not Chris Schmidt, not Elijah Herbal, but of course, Tony Davis and Joe Washington, sooner great Joe Washington, Husker great Tony Davis. Guys, how are we feeling? It's it's Oklahoma, Nebraska Week. You're both going to be uh, in town in Lincoln this uh, Thursday as you're down at Jake's Cigar Bar, Cigar of the Century going on. Tony, you got a little coffee going. Good to spend time with you again again it's been too long tony uh last time we were out in front of joe washington's cigar bar in norman about a year ago that's right and um a wonderful event this is gonna be a really good event a lot of former nebraska players former ou players will be there and uh friends uh lincoln friends a lot of my friends want to meet joe so i got uh I got several thousand going to come down and bug him. So. <laughs> Joe Washington is with us, uh, Sooner Great, uh, All-Pro and All-American. Joe, when's the last time you've been to Lincoln? Well, you know, we, we had it, you know, the last time we played. Oh, nine? Nebraska, yeah. You know, I, I came up then. And, you know, with, with me, it's, you know, it's definitely nostalgic because, you know, one of the reasons I um, chose Oklahoma was the fact that, they played on big stages with with great teams, and the teams had great players. Um, I saw the game of the century in '71. I was a you know senior in high school, and um, it's just it's just a game that for the most part you expected to see every day at you know every every year in Thanksgiving, and usually it was a. <laughs> It was you were playing for the championship of not only the yeah. conference but for the national championship. So uh, yeah. it breaks my heart, and it, for, as far as I'm concerned, it's a crime that you know Oklahoma and and Nebraska don't play each other every year. Joe Washington with us, Tony Davis with us, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency uh, Thursday six thirty down at Jake's Cigar and Spirits. We all, all know where, where Jake's is at, and Tony Davis, Joe Washington, and friends going to be there. Autographs, and of course, Joe and Tony, before we get into football here real quick, let's talk about your your cigar, Joe and Tony. You, of course, give it approval. <laughs> go, go ahead, Joe. It's your, it's your hey, idea. But, well, first of all, 
I I always defer to Tony when we're talking about cigars anyway. You know, hey, he mm-hmm. knows a, a lot more about them than I do. I just like to, you know, sit with him and act like I'm cool with a cigar in my <laughs> <laughs> You know, hey, and, and one of the reasons, you know, we we chose the uh, the name, I was sitting with some guys um that I, you know, that I that I smoke with down in Oklahoma, and he said, you know, we ought to, we ought to, you know, do you, you know, I don't, know, what do you call, it? do your cigar, or, uh, come up with a cigar for you or whatever, and call it smoke through a keyhole, and I say smoke through a keyhole, I did kind of like that, and the reason for that is um, Coach Daryl Royal used to uh, call me that, you know, smoke through a keyhole. And one of the reasons he 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 says he called he did this was because back during the old days and you know in the westerns and everything you know these guys are sitting in a room and they're gambling in a smoke filled room, so what they would do while they're gambling and smoking and whatever they put their guns on the table, lock the door, so that only smoke could you know smoke the only way you can get out would be smoke through a keyhole so. I say, gee, I kind of like that. Didn't you know care too much about you know you know me being the, I guess the owner of a cig cigar or whatever. But I say, okay, I guess you have to trade off, you know, get the name and do that. But it it was neat, and Tony had a lot of input on you know what was taking place and how we were going about it. Cause like I say, I didn't know a great deal. Only only thing I want to do, like I say, is me and Tony sit together and be cool and, you know, and smoke up cigars and blow bubbles and all those circles and stuff <laughs> like that. So, so that, that was how it came about. And we do different things every year. The, uh, this past year, you know, we had the cigar of the century mm-hmm. commemorating, you know, the, uh, I guess, you know, what was 50 years of the, uh, game of the century. Year, game of the century. Year. Yeah. So, uh, we we did that, and it was fun. You know, a great design for the box. You know, the cigar box, and we we've had a lot of fun with it. This year, it's uh, been the this this box. This year, we did was uh, celebrating fifty years of me painting my shoes silver. So uh, that that was pretty cool. And uh, we try to do different things, and hopefully, you know, the cigar remains, you know, uh, pretty good. Joe Washington, All-American, Sooner great, Tony Davis, Husker, uh, All-Century performer, and uh, Husker great, Nebraska, Oklahoma, the Clash returns to Memorial Stadium. Uh, Joe and Tony going to be at the uh, great spot down at Jake's Cigar and Spirits, 14th Street, North 14th, Thursday at 6.30. So the autographs and cigars, so that's a, that's a party going on Thursday night. Tony, you uh, you love Nebraska football, man. You loved the, the matchups, uh, the the opportunity against Oklahoma. And, uh, man, you had some, some ball games against some great teams. I'm interested in your take right now, the climate of Nebraska football. It's been a, it's been a crazy weekend for Nebraska. Yeah, it has been. I, I, I believe, Chris, that the time was right. I think it was the time to turn the page. It was, um, we had, uh, you know, the worst record we've had in, in maybe the history of Nebraska football over the last three years. We can't, uh, Nebraskans are very proud of their football. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's an identity that that um, they cling to. We 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 kind of thrive on this. We 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 were proud of being tough, hard nosed football players and tough, tough, hard nosed state and people who are good good people, but but we're going to be tough. And when we don't have that, it, it's you know we still pack the stadium, we still support our clubs, we still support all the all the Nebraska teams. But this this just got to a, got to a point. Where my phone, my, my phone. It's not, it's not me calling, Tony. <laughs> it's okay, all right. I got, I got off. So, 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 so anyway, so the, 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 I've, I've spoken to Trev. I've spoken to Mickey, um, who I, uh, Mickey Joseph, who will be the interim head coach, who, um, I, I just love this guy. Maybe the best recruiter in the country, Joe. I don't know if you know that. Tremendous recruiter and uh, uh, good football man. Knows the game. I, we've turned the page. Let's let's you know Nebraska people. Let's let's get behind Mickey and let's give him everything we got. So you know, let's give him a shot to to be more than just an interim head coach. Although they're gonna, they're going to make a. They're gonna make a nationwide search, but um, I'm, I'm I'm excited that Mickey's gonna get his shot. Joe Washington, Tony Davis, with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Joe, I'm gonna flip this question around to you. We asked Tony. It's a new era for Husker football now with Mickey Joseph in charge. Uh, but we're, we're two games into the Brent Venables era at Oklahoma. I just want to ask what you've seen so far from this Brent Venables-led team, and and what your thoughts are on what Venables has been doing so far at Oklahoma. What what can Husker fans expect to see? Well, I, I think you can. Expect to see a uh, group of players that are playing with a lot of emotion, <laughs> especially on defense. I think, you know, the uh, the role of our offensive players have sort of been pretty consistent over the past few years. And I think that has basically um, been the same so far, you know, this year. You know, we, we still have, a you know, a ways to go, but we are going in the right direction. You know, we are very, we're, we're a lot more aggressive on defense than we than we have been. You know, Tony and I always talk about why do you rush three when you can rush four? <laughs> so I, I, I'm pleased with the direction that we're going. And I um, I always recall, you know, the game that, you know, um, we had against Alabama in the uh, Sugar Bowl with, you know, uh, Coach Venables, you mm-hmm. know, of the uh, defense and how aggressive and, we were on defense at that particular, you know, uh, juncture is a way I, I see us now. And, and I'm really happy about that. Really happy about that. Tony, before we wrap, partner, I want to get your, your X's and O's take right now. I think the crowd's going to be nuts. I think there's going to be juice behind Mickey. Totally agree with you on that. How does Nebraska keep this closer? Dare I say, pull the upset off? Well, we got to be able to control control the ball. Joe, we got some backs. We got Anthony Grant and this Allen kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, <laughs> these kids are studs. We got the players to do some of the things that you and I talked about us being able to do to win football games. Oklahoma's plan is just getting their feel of what's going on. They're going to be tough to beat. We're going to have to play error-free football, nearly perfect football to win this game. But we can win it. But, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. You know, we went down there last year and nearly won that game last year. Probably should have. One of the reasons why Scott's not here is those one 
possession losses. Look up on YouTube TV, Joe Washington's punt return versus Southern Cal. Joe Washington punt return versus Southern Cal. Watch that, number one. Number two, I had the the, the distinct bad luck of having to play against Oklahoma when they had the best defense in the country for three years. Selman's, right? The Selman brothers, uh, about a dozen NFL players in that defense. I remember hitting Rod Show. Rod Show was coming down the line. He tripped over <laughs> something. I hit him. I hit him. I, I clocked him pretty good. Snapped him back a little bit. He gets up off the ground, looks at me, and starts smiling. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking man, I may, be in, I may be in trouble today. But those, we just happened to catch the greatest teams in the, in the country for three years. And mm-hmm. Joe and I have become good friends over the years. And, and, uh, cause you were in, uh, you were in Tampa with, uh, with Selman, weren't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leroy, Leroy, uh, and Leroy, Dewey. Uh, and Dewey yeah. and, uh, Greg Roberts. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Leroy was, I talked to Leroy a week before he passed away, mm-hmm. had that aneurysm and, uh, he was something else. He, Leroy's country. Uh, <laughs> Joe's laugh. He, he was country. We, we were down in the locker room in Tampa getting ready to go to a game. And I said to Leroy, <laughs> Leroy be, be you know, country, high, high water pants, pants would be up a little bit, you know. I said to, I said to uh, Leroy, I said, Leroy, you, you need to have a party. <laughs> she have a party, so what I got have a party. I said so you can invite those pants on down to your shoes. No, oh, wow! <laughs> and, 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 and the brother, the brothers went crazy. He was he was pissed off of me for three weeks. <laughs> That's Tony Davis giving fashion advice in the 1970s. I love it. Uh, Joe Washington is with us. Uh, uh, sooner, great. Uh, they are going to be at Jake's 6:30 Thursday night. Joe, about uh, a minute left here, and I can't thank you two guys enough. It's great to see you both again. Uh, a year ago, we were in Norman at Joe Washington's place. Joe's coming up on the road trip uh, to be with Tony Davis, and uh, it's going to be an incredible weekend, uh, Nebraska-Oklahoma together again. Joe, your thoughts real quick. i got to get the uh, the perspective from from you on, on what Oklahoma is ready for and they're walking into, in your opinion. Well, you know uh... – <laughs> You, you know, I always tell folks, you know, that football ain't round. So you don't, you don't know what kind of bounce you're going to get. And I think, you know, this is a, you know, football is a game of, of emotion. You know, a lot of teams that have been counting out have played at home. They've got a lot to play for. They've got a lot to lose. So I think, you know, we're walking into a, uh, a place where guys uh, feel they have something to prove. And I think, you know, that, that that's always a dangerous situation. You know, no matter how good you are on another team or what your record is, you know, when you get out there in the middle of that football field and you've got a lot on the line, and both teams do, but I think the, uh, the Cornhuskers have a lot more to prove mm-hmm. because they're at a different juncture, you know, than we are. And uh, I look for it to be uh, – a tough game. Hey, the fans are great. And I'm telling you, you know, hey, with all the things, you know, the, the Cornhuskers have been through as of, you know, late and last few years, and those fans are still in. They've always been there. They've got some of the greatest fans on the planet. And um, I just feel the place is going to be rocking. And 
Oklahoma's going to have to play error-free football. They have to come, and they're going to have to come with the same type of enthusiasm that I know the Cornhuskers are going to have, you know, this Saturday. So uh, I look forward to be a real good game. I really do. Well, can't wait to see both of you. Can't wait uh, for Nebraska, Oklahoma to kick off yet again. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, uh, Husker great, Tony Davis, Suter great, Joe Washington. One more time, Thursday, 630 at Jake's, downtown Lincoln. Go see Tony, go see Joe, and enjoy one of Joe's cigars. Fellas, appreciate you both greatly. We'll talk uh, this weekend, and you guys take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. See you later, TD. My pleasure, Super. I'll see you a couple days. All right, brother. There it is, a couple of legends and uh, the rivalry renewed. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, good stuff from them. Rick Kaczynski at Tuesday with Kaz around the corner as uh, we'll talk with Kaz, get his perspective on Mickey, on moving on from Frost and the Nebraska job. Kevin emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Says, what about Dan Mull? His experience level way more than Matt Campbell, Urban Meyer. Has that Meyer connection. Hey, Mullen, I don't think would move anywhere north, right? I think he's a south guy, quite frankly. Kaz is next. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. Ten issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It's time for a Tuesday with Kaz. Rick Kaczynski with us. Kaz, how's your Tuesday going, man? Thanks for the time. Hey, bro. You know, it's pretty good. Just busy at work here, man. But, uh, you know, can't complain, man. How you guys doing? It's been a busy last three days with uh, Scott Frost being removed and see Mickey Joseph era. And uh, you have a national search also that's ongoing for the for the head job. The Sun Belt going 3-0 and uh, this weekend. Nebraska was part of that 3-0 uh, and number. But, Kaz, everybody's been asked today, uh, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. Kaz, are you interested in the Nebraska head job? Let's just start off with that. <laughs> no, I can't handle the media there. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, uh, Kaz I'm is a, a no. It'll, it'll, cost, it'll cost you. It won't cost you $15 million. You get me cheap. But, okay, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, it didn't mind money. Worse, right? It, well, listen. <laughs> I, get you, I get you. I get you a few all-conference D linemen. I can promise you that. Give me a year. I'll get that done. Hey, that would be welcomed for Nebraska fans. But Kaz, you've uh, you've seen uh, a lot of college football in your time at Iowa and, and at Nebraska, and you've also experience the, the interim part too. How do you navigate that as a position coach and then part of a staff that's in transition? Where you got to start is is 
is leadership, and it's not just Mickey's leadership. I think when you look at the press conference and how Travis handled this, just just go back to the last AD mm-hmm. or two ADs ago and how he handled the departure of a coach in comparison to how Trev handled this and how professional it was, how the opportunity to speak to the kids and how you felt like it was completely, um, you know, thought out. You know, this wasn't a clearly an easy decision. I mean, you could, you could hear it in Trev's voice. You could, you know, I didn't watch it, but you could probably see it on his face. You know, no, nobody enjoys firing people. That that's a good guy, right? right? That was, that was tough. Um, you know, so I think started there, you know, with, with Trev. Um, and I think that's where it makes the transition a little bit easier for, for Mickey. Uh, clearly, clearly the right guy on the staff to, to handle that task. Um, you know, I know Mickey through Terry. I don't, I don't, I don't know Mickey, mm-hmm. but I know Mickey through Terry. Terry and I are, are, are extremely close, are extremely close. Um, and, um, you know, that's a, that's an unbelievable family. It's a football family. It's a family that that loves Nebraska. So you know you have a guy here that that understands Nebraska. You know understands the responsibility with uh, not only you know having to represent and the responsibility and obligation that comes along with wearing that helmet, um, but also you know a guy that has been on the sideline now and understands that responsibility has to uphold that tradition and try to start to build it, build it back. Is it a tall task? Absolutely. But I don't, I don't think when you, when you're looking at Mickey Joseph right now, I mean, nobody can work a miracle. Mickey, Mickey didn't hire this defensive staff, you know, uh, but I guarantee Mickey knows that you can't play five in the box without any run support. So, I mean, he, he knows that, I guarantee you, and so, so does his brother, and so does his cousin, and so does a former D-line coach that's sitting on a couch on Saturday night watching the Nebraska game. You know, there's just some things structurally. Can you, can you flip it completely? A- absolutely not, but you can give some things saying, hey, this is, this is, how, you, this is how we're going to do it. You've got to make people earn things. So, and I think Mickey, I hate using the word, it's like, uh, you know, you know, I hate using these cliches, old school and that, but I think, you know, Mickey's a hard dude, man. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Mickey's been there. Um, you know, Mickey's, Mickey's worked his, his way up the ladder. You know, he's been a player at Nebraska. And, uh, you know, he's been in the fire a little bit. And uh, I, just having that voice, I think, you know, there's going to be, you know, a new, a new tempo, and I don't mean tempo on the field. I think just the tempo about how you go about doing everything every single day that you're in that building, away from the building, and on the practice field, in the weight room, in the training room, anything that has to do with representing Nebraska in the program. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything derogatory about Coach Frost, mm-hmm. but there's, there's plenty of evidence there, and, and I think that's why – Trent made that decision. So, you know, let's go Mickey, man. You know, I'm behind Mickey. I think, you know, the players are, are behind Mickey. And I think I think a big part of that, once again, is because of how this was gone about. You know, Coach Frost was taken care of uh, financially by Trev. Nebraska kept up their, their end of the deal. Um, you know, it was a quick decision. I mean, but it was well thought out, it, you know, 
all parties involved were informed, and then they mapped out a plan. You know, Coach Frost had time with his team, had a chance to talk to them, talk to them by themselves. Coach Joseph had an opportunity to do that. So everything was done the right way. So for as bad of a situation it is when you have a head coach fired, especially during the season, I think they went about I – I, I think this is, this is the way you had to go about it. And if other programs are going to do that, they're going to look at Trev and they're going to look at Nebraska and say, okay, this is how you navigate that transition. So I think Nebraska is very fortunate to have a guy on the staff like Mickey that's able to get in front of a podium. You know, that's able to get in front of a team and that's going to be able to walk that sideline and not be intimidated and not be overwhelmed with the responsibility and the obligations that come with being a head coach at Nebraska. Rick Kaczynski's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Kaz, only two previous interim head coaches in Husker football history, and you're one of the uh, the fortunate few, we'll say that, that has a, that's had a chance to work under an interim head coach. What is that like? behind the scenes whenever uh, one guy goes out and you got the interim that's got to step up uh, and, and fill the shoes. Well, what is that like behind the scenes, and what do you think it's going to do to, to the mood of this team moving forward? Well, I think, I think when, when you're looking at the, you know, when you're looking at the situation that we were in um, compared to this, I think, it's, I think it's apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, you know, end of the season, you're playing for a bowl game. Uh, you won a lot of football games um, together, been through the fire together, you know, had a co- head coach. And I'm not saying I'm, – I'm just telling you my – I'm mm-hmm. not saying – once again, this is – I'm not kicking Coach Frost down. I hate when, when coaches get fired. So so please don't, don't – I'm not kicking Coach Frost or nothing is, uh, you know, towards Coach Frost. But, you know, we all – we you know, we loved Bo. We believed in Bo. We didn't think that, you know – we thought we earned the right to to compete another year and coach at Nebraska, especially the way that we finished the season. Um, you know, especially with how we felt. Not to you know sound like a crybaby with the lack of support. I mean, just just look once again. Look how Trev has handled things. Look at the things Trev has said. Um, you know, not only about Coach Frost when he was still the coach here when Trev first got the job, but also about how what Travis said about how he's going to handle Mickey and stay out of it and not, and, 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 but just be a resource to be successful. So, you know, what was really hard for us, Elijah, is here we are, um, you know, won nine football games with a, with a lot of adversity during that season, uh, just like every year. Um, and as you guys see, winning nine and ten football games, it's not easy in college football, especially when you're not from the southeast anymore. It is really, really, really difficult. It's it's not it's not by accident that App State, that Georgia Southern, that you know Troy. You go down the list. There's a lot of good football players in in, in the southeast, and that's that's the. You know that's the reality. Winning nine, ten games is—it's become a lot more difficult in 2022 and in 2014 than it was in, in 1977 and 1997. So, you know, but here we are. You got a coach. You got a staff that didn't qualify. So, just to give you, just to give you, you know, a, a, a little uh, snapshot of what it was like for us is. You know, I'm at breakfast getting a call from, I can't remember who, saying, come in, we're going to have a meeting. 
and won't tell us if we're fired or not. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a meeting saying, you know, Bo's, uh, Bo's fired. You know, we didn't get in front of our team. We didn't get in front of our players. We're told to stop recruiting the guys we're recruiting. And then, you know, we all talked to Bo, and Bo says, hey, man, I didn't get a chance to talk to the team. They, they got an email saying Bo's no longer the coach, man. So it was just handled poorly. And then here you are. We're trying to get ready for Southern Cal. Clearly, Barney, Barney was just the guy, and, and, and this is, once again, a credit to Barney. You know, Barney, Barney didn't act like he was the head coach. Barney still acted like he was the offensive line coach. He just took on another role of, you know, going to the podium, speaking for the team. He did a you know, very articulate and great job of that. But once again, he was a Nebraska guy that understood Nebraska, understood the responsibility of being the head coach at Nebraska and representing a Blue Blood program like Nebraska. It wasn't too big for Barney, but Barney just let us coach. All Barney did, hey, here, hey guys, this is our schedule. What do you think? This is how we're going to practice. I tell you, the most difficult thing was was seeing some slappies with a losing record walking around the second floor. Well, here we are with nine wins, and you got some clowns coming in that don't know anything about Nebraska, you know, have a losing record, didn't qualify for a bowl, and, you know, they're looking at your office, you know, trying to figure out how they're going to put their uh, lounge chair and where they're going to put their pictures up on the wall. So, you know, that, that, was, that was a difficult, that was a really difficult uh, part for us. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's never fun, but I think, you know, what you have with Mickey is still you got a lot of football left. So you got a staff here with a lot of, with a lot of football left. You have a lot more opportunities where when it came down to us, that was the last game we were all coaching together. And, you know, in the meantime, you got to worry about your family. It's the holidays. You're going to a bowl game you really don't want to go to. You got a clown staff with a losing record walking around your hallway, you know, looking at your players coming out to practice, looking at these guys like zoo animals. And, you know, and, you know, these are your dudes, man. You know, it's, it's a sad time, man. I, re- I remember the last day walking out to the parking lot, man. It was, it was, a, it sucked. It, it, it sucked because I knew what we had coming back. I knew what we had invested. I knew how we felt about those players and how those players felt about us. So it was, it was, it was difficult where I think it's a little bit different now where these, you know, Mickey and this crew, they got an opportunity. They got an opportunity to, to keep their jobs. They got an opportunity to, to stay at Nebraska, to turn the corner, to go out and win some football games. So I think that's, that's the difference, Elijah, that, you know, Mickey being the interim and then having Barney in the situation that we were in. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for 10 dollars off a full year of hail varsity that's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code gbr and now and now back to hail varsity radio a few more minutes here with rick kaczynski and kazi 
I mean, you've spent a lot of time around 18 to, to 22 year olds, and I'm almost in that same range. So do you worry about the, the psyche of these kids after their head coach gets fired, you know, feeling partially responsible or something? Because, I mean, just using my situation as an example, if Schmitty got fired tomorrow, I'd, I'd feel partly responsible. Elijah would be jumping up and down and no, get no. out, of the, out of the studio. <laughs> but, but do you worry about I the, the psyche of those kids? If Schmitty gets the axe, it's his own fault. So he's, <laughs> yeah, so. Kaz yeah, has got a so. thought bubble right now, alcohol-related yeah. incident, Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, with, you know, once again, I think, Elijah, I think it all depends on what was difficult for us is you know, here you got you got finals. You know, um, you got one game left with a lame duck staff. <laughs> you know, me screaming at Randy Gregory to give more effort, or you know, to chase a chase a, chase the ball forty yards down the field. You know, um, but I was smart enough to to understand. Um, you know, humans in the situation we were in, and what I was going to ask of them. You know, what we did, we prepared our guys. My, I think, I think, you know, I did the best of my ability to prepare my guys to play against um, Southern Cal. Um, but I think, you know, you got a, you got a, you got a team right now that's that's one and two that has to play nine games that hasn't even that's played one conference game, so they still have everything ahead of them. You know, so I think it's just a really, really big difference when you got one bowl game left and you got a lame duck staff where you're going to have a staff that's together a minimum of nine more weeks, um, you know, not including a bye. So these guys are going to play a lot of football together. There's still a lot out there. I mean, let's be honest, the West stinks. I mean, any, the West is out there for the taking. Any, anything can happen. Um, I mean, Nebraska's scoring points, Okay. Um, you know, it's easier said than done. This team needs some confidence. You know, well, maybe with a new, you know, I, I think sometimes instead of looking at a negative, man, you know, there might be a way, I, there might be way more positives to this than there are negatives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these dudes, I get it. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. I know they love, they came to, they came to Nebraska for Coach Frost, but, you know, like I told my guys um, when I was coaching there, you know, it was funny. I, I used to say to them all the time, I said, you know, who was the, who was the D-line coach here in 1979? They'd look at me. I said, who was the D-line coach in 83? None of them knew, obviously. I said, exactly. I said, so I started naming players. They knew who those guys were. <clears throat> and like I told them, I said, guys, this is, this is a stop on the map for me, man. I love it here. It's a great place. But my alma mater is Notre Dame. This is, that's where those guys grow. That's their school. Right, Nebraska doesn't belong to the coaches. Nebraska belongs to the players. So I think you know. I think that's that's the approach, man. I think that's the mentality that these kids that these kids have. So I wouldn't be concerned. I think I think they might play a lot looser. I think that um, you know. I, I think there's a lot more positives and in, in a lot of things that'll be beneficial. You know, maybe a new schedule. You know, maybe a new fire under their tail. You know, maybe some more obligations um, that you know for them that they didn't have. Um, you know, uh, uh, a pregame routine, uh, practice week routine. Uh, you know, what are you doing on your own? But like I said, there's a lot of football, man. Everything, everything is still ahead for these guys, right? I mean, they're not a bad football team. There is enough out there to win games, man. You know, this isn't, you know, this isn't an offense that's averaging seven points a game. 
right? This isn't an offense. I think I have as many catches as the Iowa receivers right now. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, so we're not we're not talking. You know, and Iowa will get better. They always do, but I mean, it's it's not doom and it's not doom and gloom right now. You know, I hate to say it because I, I I hate I hate it's 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 awful. I don't care if you got you know fifteen million can't you know it can't fill the void on you know, something that you're passionate about and that you weren't successful at. And it was on a national stage, right? Mm-hmm. There's, not enough, there's not an amount of money that can make you feel good about, especially a guy who played there, won a national championship there. Who the hell didn't want that to work out, right? Who didn't want that to be to, for Scott to be successful and not be there for 20 more years, right? It just didn't work out. Man, that's terrible. It's going to be terrible for his family. You know, I guarantee he's not sleeping much. He's not thinking about money or anything like that. You know, he's thinking about he didn't get it done, and it's terrible. Um, you know, so, but I think, you know, this might be in a shot shot in the arm for these players. You know, just, hey, a new start, man. We're zero and zero. Uh, we've got a great opportunity this weekend. I mean, Oklahoma's a good football team, man, but you're coming into Lincoln, um, you know, I mean, you know, playing a team that really has nothing to lose, man. You know, sometimes these guys, you know, they play a lot looser. I mean, they come out firing up. And, and like I said, Mickey's a smart dude. I guarantee, you know, he's talked to Terry. He's talked to Vance. You can watch it on TV and see structure problems and make a fix here and there. That can change the whole landscape of uh, of a scheme. And, um, you know, Oklahoma's going to come in, try to tempo and all that. But, you know, uh, Nebraska fans are going to come out, and there's it's not an easy place to play if if the players give the crowd something to cheer about, man. So that that's what I'm anticipating. I, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited for Mickey. I'm excited uh, for Nebraska. But Elijah, man, you know what? These dudes they've been through the fire, and you know it's like getting in a boxing ring. Um, you know, you can't. You, you know, once you step on that field, you really can't worry about anything else except that task at hand. And you know, go home at night right before you go to bed, feel bad for Coach Frost and his family, and all shucks and all that. But man, you still got a job to do. Once again, bigger. It's 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 Nebraska, right? The 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 players belong to Nebraska, and and, and Nebraska belongs to the players, and that's that's ultimately. That's ultimately what it's uh, what it's about. Rick Kaczynski with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Nebraska and Iowa assistant. His perspective on Nebraska's transition. Kaz, we'll get you out on this and love your uh, perspective as always, man. The Nebraska job in general, uh, not often do interims keep the job, right? It's just it just doesn't always work out that way. Uh, Dabo is a glare, glowing exception, which where where Clemson made the right call and look how that's worked out. But uh, as far as attracting candidates uh, is – because Trev's doing a national search. I mean, is is Urban a guy that'll get a look? Is And I ask that because it's it's been floated out there by some national media. What about some some of the other yeah. coaches out there? What's the job to you, the, the Nebraska job? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, well, clearly if you're a head coach, especially a head coach out of work, man, uh, everything looks great to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but, uh, uh, 
obviously it's a it's a great job with with a with a ton of history, right? But I think you got to look at it as it's not going to be it is not going to be a quick turnaround, right? Right. It's going to be it's going to be a a process. It's it's going to take, you know, would it be quicker with a guy like Urban? Absolutely, because not only not only does Nebraska, when you have a guy like Urban, not only is Nebraska a, a place that um, heralded to recruits, it's the head coach. You know, kids will come there, not because it's Nebraska. You'll have an opportunity with kids that are coming there because of, because of Urban. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency, a Tuesday with Kaz. Kaz, let's talk urban. I, I love urban, man. You know, I, I tell people all the time. It, you know, it's easy. Hey, that's part of that's part of what what we do, man. Hey, when you screw up, we're on the front page. That's that's part of it, right? That's part of, that's part of the gig for us um, as coaches. That's part of it as as players. But you know, um, I know urban going back to 1994. Urban's always treated me with first class. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that know Urban way better than me. That are that are first class people. That are great people, and that that I know these great people wouldn't be friends with Urban Meyer associated with them if 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 Urban wasn't a good dude because he made some mistakes. Yeah, who who hasn't? Who hasn't? Right? Um, we all have. But Urban's Urban's been married, still married. Got a great wife. Got a great family. Got unbelievable kids and. You know what? Bad guys don't end up with good wives and, and, and good families and good kids. It just doesn't work out like that unless there's a lot of luck. Uh, and there ain't much of that out there. So um, I'm a big fan of Urban. I mean, be an instant shot in the arm uh, for Urban or for, for Nebraska. The only thing with Urban historically has, has, has gone to places where there, it's been fertile recruiting beds. Right. Um, you know, Florida, I know people may not look at Utah, but you have the junior colleges there. Um, you know, Utah historically there's you know, you can you can you can get kids to Utah from that from that part of the country. You know, your bordering states, you can get into California, all those type of things. Um, you know, obviously Florida. I mean there's a reason why he's turned Notre Dame down in the past. Um, you know, so that would be my only concern if if Urban was interested in it and Nebraska was interested in Urban, but Urban had other opportunities, you know, say say Arizona State. Right. You know, uh, Arizona State to Urban might be more attractive just because of the recruiting, the, the recruiting, you know, having being able to recruit your state, um, being able to, you know, you have junior colleges within your state. You have uh, a, a big population you know, in your state, you know, you can get into California and, you know, you might be able to beat a Southern Cal, you'll beat a UCLA, you'll beat a Oregon um, because Urban Meyer's the head coach. So 
Um, man, I got no qualms with her. Hey, we're all human, man. It's it's America, man. Give people second chances. Um, yeah, I just don't like when people talk about character, about people that they don't know personally. But that that's also. But you know, we've all we've all set ourselves up for that. We've all made mistakes. But you know, I, I like Urban. I think he'd be great for Nebraska. But uh, yeah, it's still a desirable job. But is it? It's not. It's it's a difficult mm-hmm. it's a difficult job it is I mean that's that's the facts um, you know you got to build it back up it's it might not seem like a difficult job how how we view Nebraska um, is completely different than how kids view Nebraska man you get them on campus and man you got great facilities you got great fans you're packing it all those things but man these kids you got to think man going back to 2015. For the last seven, eight, seven years, what do they know about Nebraska? Rick Kaczynski with us, Hale Varsity Radio, a Tuesday with Kaz. <laughs> Kaz, excellent uh, perspective as always. We'll uh, holler next week, uh, bye week, but we'll recap uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma with you. Always appreciate your, your insight, man. All right, brother. Thanks for having me on, guys. A Huda Media Production.